But that doesn't mean that someone's a conservative, that they're necessarily a racist. Oh, that's, heavens no. But that's heavens what the no. left, you know, that's the narrative over there, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Willie, uh, some of our listeners don't know that we did a segment on critical race theory and then we didn't release it. We decided not to release it. Uh, We didn't release it because race is one of the more complicated issues uh, to nuance. Yeah, we have released some episodes, a good number race, about race, mm-hmm. but but the one on critical race theory we decided was not good to release. Yeah, that's right. And it's uh, and maybe we could redo that. We could pull it back out of the hopper at some point. It's been thrown back in the hopper uh-huh. for now. Yeah. Um, but I I think the the point I want to make about race is that it is so uh, inflammatory given our history. Yep. And given our political polarization. Yep. And the complicating factors. Uh-huh. That uh, it's not it's not something that's a one to one ratio, so easily identifiable. There's so many factors involved. Oh yeah, that it is um, very challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to talk about race in yep. a way that is fair. Yep, and uh, fair to both sides. Trying to trying to glean the the truth out of both of the broken narratives, and also expose the the uh, parts that are need to be thrown out. Yeah, uh, that is difficult, and we we've, we've just taken little little mm-hmm. chips at it. I want to take another little tiny chip at it right now. Okay, sure. Um, have you been... Oh, you don't have a TV. We keep saying this. <laughs> so you have no idea that there is a new series called The Ring of Power. The Rings of Power. Uh, it's it, the like a prequel to The Hobbit. Oh, so that's on... That's on uh... Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. Oh, we actually have Amazon Prime. And oh, so okay. I'm, yeah, we haven't, I haven't watched any of it, but yeah, I know about you, it. You watch yeah. it on your radio? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's an it's AM only, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Amazon Radio. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, so um, yeah, they, they it's a, a new series. They're releasing uh-huh. episodes every Friday. Okay. It's got a buzz because people love Lord of the Rings. Sure, and, I love uh, Lord of the Rings. Before Lord of the Rings, there was the Hobbit series, and now uh, here they no, are. No, the Hobbit actually came. The movies Hobbit came after Lord of the Rings, but they're prequels. But yeah, the Hobbit happens yeah. before. Exactly. Uh, almost the same. I mean, just be- just before. Right. And yeah. this is hap- This is before that. I see. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's it's back with uh, the story of Sauron, basically. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, some of the characters in this series have been um, main characters who are people of color. Okay. Uh, the actors? The actors, uh-huh. yes. And so um, the, the king's son of the dwarfs, Durin... Okay. Has married uh, an African American dwarf. Okay. Okay, and she's she's uh, a, a main character. Um, there's a, a new creature called a, a Harlan, instead of a Hobbit. I don't uh-huh. know what's going on with that. Okay. Um, they're not hobbits, but they look like Hobbit. Okay. Ish. They're smaller. Um, and the the main leader is uh, African American man. Okay. Okay. Um, then there's a kingdom of men yeah. on this really elaborate, beautiful island, uh, way off to the west, and uh, the queen is. Uh, Biracial, okay. okay. Um, what races? Uh, white and black. White and black. Okay. Yeah. Huh? And so there's a, there are a number of people of color. There's a yes. number of people who look uh, uh, more like um, Arab looking or Middle Eastern okay. or uh-huh. um, you know uh, Asian. They're they're mixing it up, yep. and and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't even notice really. Okay. Okay. But it's become a thing on the internet. Oh, I see. So somebody out there, yeah, in the internet made a comment that they don't really like. Um, how everything's got to be about minorities, uh-huh. and uh, why are our dwarfs and nymphs and fairies and mythological people and creatures? Why do we always have to have like one that's black? Uh-huh. I never, I ne- I actually never saw whatever original comments were made, okay. comment or comments. I never uh-huh. even saw them. But what I did see, apparently, it traveled around the internet because sure. what I did see was uh, an African American response. Okay. Um, and that was passed around the internet next, sure, sure. which was, um, the reason you don't like, uh, black dwarves or, you know, mythological characters is because you don't like black people. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that was passed around. Yeah. And then there are other comments that have, so it's become like this thing yep. on the internet recently in social media. Yep. And I thought about this for a bit and I just wanted to, to make a point. Okay. And then I want to hear your thoughts about okay, it. Okay, sure. Um, uh, First of all, I think that forever there was not adequate representation 
uh, for black people on television or you couldn't get a black Barbie doll for your kid. Uh-huh, or uh-huh. I think that is a failure of our history, Yes, a failure of our minority, um, uh, our majority culture not respecting its, yep. the makeup of its people. Yep. Uh, because they're the minority, they're just overlooked. That's yep. wrong. Of course. That's, uh, that's not Christian. It's not, of course. Yeah. I would not want to be a minority uh, in, our, in our past at all. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think this is, uh, if it goes, uh, if, it, if the pendulum swings a little bit, I'm okay with that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think it needs to be excessive, and some people might argue that it is excessive. I don't think it is. I think that it's good that there are TV shows where the cast is all black and um, the producers are black and blacks have uh, have power with their own businesses. And I think that's all improvement for our country. Sure. Some people would disagree with that. Uh-huh. Right? When we were younger, I knew more racist than I do now. Uh-huh. I feel like it's 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 uh, getting better and better. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you feel the same. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I'm probably some people disagree with that, but. Um, I feel like it's been getting better and better and better. I know fewer and fewer races. Indeed. And if they are, they're they're more quiet about it. Correct. Um and that's a good thing. And so I feel like this is this progress. I didn't even notice it, but then it's become a thing. And then I thought, you know what? Why this is this is the the good and bad thing about social media. Okay. Why is it that the comments uh-huh. of some antiquated shrinking group of people known as racists um, can still stir up so much fuss yeah, yeah. on social media yeah. because they don't like a black dwarf. Yeah. They don't like a, you know, why are all the people look so... De- why aren't they all white? Um, it, is that really a popular... Do you know anyone who would hold that view um, other than searching back into history like some old grandparent or some old, you know, friend of your parents who you knew was racist? Or, I mean, I know they're around... But I'm telling you, I think this is um, becoming more and more antiquated. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely becoming more antiquated. Uh Um, But I think it's going to take a long time to get rid of it. Sure. For sure. A long time. And, and, well, I don't think it's ever Uh good. We're we're never going to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, This side of... of, uh, Yeah. So let me ask you, when our collective consciousness has rejected this, and I think it has... Mm -hmm. And it's doing more so mm-hmm. over over time here mm-hmm. in in real time. I mean, quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, if there's a, a small vocal group of people who are still complaining about this, how much power do we still give them? Why do we? Uh, in other words, I never would have seen or heard of these comments except for the response. Yep. I saw the response comments yep. busting through the internet. And everyone, you know, getting their feathers ruffled and, and spreading news about something sure, that, sure. that some group of people that do not represent you and I, or probably at this point, the overwhelming majority of white people that I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. The overwhelming majority. Overwhelming, yeah. They do not represent us. Right. And it, it, uh, and, it and part of me feels like maybe it's not quite fair yep. that they be given so much power yep. or they be considered yep. as representations of us. Mm-hmm. As a as a you know quote race, mm-hmm. a Caucasian isn't really a race. Mm-hmm. Um, you tracking with me? Oh yeah, Tell it's the same crowd that uh, is complaining about. So the Little Mermaid is being remade, uh-huh. and it's a black Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. And so the same thing is happening. Wait a second, the Little Mermaid isn't black; she's white. Mm-hmm. This wait, what? Why in the world would someone? <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't understand that. Um, I, uh, can, can you, don't lose your thought. Um, so like when you remake something, um, like the little mermaid, Uh I think that's a poor choice. I would just, they rather, they just have a new show, a new movie with a character that is, uh, the the one that they want Uh and they've done that, right? Moana is a a Hawaiian or or Samoan or some kind of Islander. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, I could go on and on, right? Jasmine and, uh, and, and so, uh, Pick a, a new storyline and go with it and develop new characters. But the remaking of The Little Mermaid, I, I just don't see the point in it, honestly. 
I hear what you're saying, but I, I might be able to say the same thing about a prequel to The Lord of the Rings. And I say that because, so I don't, I, I haven't paid much attention to, mm-hmm. to it. Um, I like the story of The Lord of the Rings a lot, but Tolkien was setting, Tolkien has a bunch of material. I assume that they're drawing on that. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe I shouldn't assume so much, I don't know. I don't know the answer. He has the Semerillion and several other uh, uh-huh. non-published things, and I'm sure that they are drawing on that. In his mind... Tolkien's mind, he is creating this mythology for uh, England, right? For British, Anglo, white people, right? Who lost their mythology because of the invasions in the Middle Ages, uh-huh. and so they don't have a mythology anymore. He's creating a mythology for these people who are white people, right? And so I can imagine, just from that perspective, somebody saying. Yes, the mythology for white people doesn't include black dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not compelled by that or convinced by that, right. but I can see that argument. Some purist, some Tolkien purist, being irritated by yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yes, but that's hmm. not. Here's the thing. That's not what it. What this show is doing now. Uh-huh. And he, this is Tolkien creating in his own mind and his for people, but it has not become the mythology of England. Um, we it, this came from Tolkien. It didn't come right. from ancient history. This came uh-huh. from Tolkien, and so it's not the mythology of England. And we have taken it on worldwide. This is our story. And one of the reasons it's so powerful is because it is a mythological story that connects with everybody. And so uh, these same folks probably were not that concerned when we represent um, what was it in in. Uh, uh, the um, Beauty and the Beast is mm-hmm. set in France, mm-hmm. but the people all have British accents. Mm. Wait, what? That's not authentic to who they are, even if we account right. for language, you know, to to translate or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, it's but there's no concern there because it's white people, white people, white people, uh-huh. right? And so, I have no problem. In fact, I like the idea of having diversity. I know that Tolkien worked into his stories a lot of racial diversity. That's the whole idea. That's a big part of the idea of the um, Fellowship of the Ring is you got these different races of, uh, not not races, different um, beings or whatever yeah. that are working together, right. which is not something. So he, he was saying, in our mythology, we need to, ha- all, we got these all these different groups that are warring with each other. Uh-huh. Let's all work together. Right. And uh, and so the idea of like groups who are, typically have animosity working together and relationships together. Right. That is right in line with the ethos of Tolkien. Right. No doubt about it. Right. And so, yeah, it makes sense to me to to put the different races that have had historical animosity together in mm-hmm. relationship and uh, working together. Yeah, that's right in line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's difficult. We're always going to have folks who are afraid of the other. Sure. And or change, no change, matter what. Yes, that's right. right. That's they don't. Right. They don't want any progress. They that's want right. it always to be the same. That's right. No matter what. That's right. Good or bad. That's right. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. People don't like change often. That's right. And mm-hmm. especially people in power. Yeah. People in power tend to be Absolutely. conservatives because they want to conserve the way things are. That is, namely, they have power. Yeah. And you're right when you say that that's not Christian because what does God command us in the Old Testament to, to Israel? That, that refugees and immigrants that come in, you're supposed to treat them as your own. Um, you know, the sojourner is supposed to be part of your household as well. Yeah, we needed to pull that out of the hopper, too, immigration. Yeah, boy. Um, that's a hot one. That's a hot and one. And we can talk about that. Um, and there's some hermeneutics that, that we may disagree on. But um, as far as just uh, this little segment on, yeah, sure. on race, sure, sure, sure. I, I am hoping that some of the uh, inflammatory voices on both sides could calm down a bit uh-huh. and that we could... Um, we could spend some time acknowledging progress and the unity that we do have yeah. and the good things that are happening 
um, instead of the this, you know, we did a segment on this about about news and journalism yep. and polarization. Uh, that that's what people listen to. If we had this podcast and it was all conservatism, like off the charts, or liberalism, we would have more uh, listeners. Yeah, that's because right. Because nuancing isn't sexy. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's we, right. We talked about that, but I really think that that the future of our country. And the future of our well-being as uh-huh, humans uh-huh, uh-huh. has to be an understanding and listening and saying, okay, um, it, it's not always some horrible, uh, you know, white oppressive force. Yeah, it's not always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that that uh, blacks or this or that or whatever, you know, whatever the yeah, narrative is. Sure, sure, sure. Um, let's let's focus on our humanity. Let's focus on our commonalities. Let's uh, let's let's learn from each other, but not ignore. The very real uh, tendency for us and them, uh-huh. the very real tendency for people in power to want to stay in power and control, yeah. the very real ten- and the very real history yeah. that has occurred in our country mm-hmm. that as we get further away from, we can't forget it either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we must learn from it. It's still there, yeah. And there are a lot of people who just don't even know, and there's so much more history that you and I could learn about Oh, for it. sure, for um, sure. And there, there are untold stories, because they haven't been documented, That's right. of, of atrocities of race. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, can we work on becoming yeah. one? For sure. Is that fair? I hope so. I think social media makes uh, that very difficult. And we've talked about this. People say things uh, on social media they wouldn't say in person. Don't feed the trolls. That's right. Uh, so what I'm what I'm saying in this segment is not um, necessarily stop complaining, white people, that you you know stop voicing that you don't like black people. Oh sure sure sure. But I'm definitely not saying black people stop complaining that there are people who who make these comments. Yeah. I'm not saying any of that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's. Let's focus uh, some of our attention on stories of of common humanity. Yeah, and um, let's not always be critical or throwing bombs across the aisle, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and for I'm not sure. even sure that when people say I don't like a black dwarf, that that that's I wouldn't even lump that in the, with conservatives necessarily. All oh, right. Um, uh-huh. Although it, I, I certainly wouldn't see it on the left side. It's, I mean, it's probably pretty, more conservative. Definitely, but it's definitely yeah, more conservative. Yeah, yeah. But but that doesn't mean that someone's a conservative that they're necessarily a racist. Oh that's, heavens no! But that's heavens what the no. left. You know, that's the narrative over there, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the right is uh, they're racist. They're all and, racist. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I think we just we uh, we need to be you know more careful, more nuanced, and and uh, and appreciative of, of of progress. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think also. I, what I hear you saying also, or what I'm taking from it, is that on, in social media, when somebody comes up with something like that, when I hear, when I see stuff like that, yeah. I just ignore it. Exactly. There's so much garbage out there. Because that is, even if I, if I respond to it and try to explain why, okay, now let me explain to you why we have a black dwarf or whatever, yeah. or a black little mermaid. Like that just highlights that voice, right? Exactly. That just that, highlights. That's feeding the troll. Thank you. It's feeding the troll. And like, okay. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Don't want to do that. That's where I'm trying to get to. I yeah. think you just helped me get there. Yeah. Um, it, it's the same reason that FBI agents refuse to show any sort of information or interviews of uh, of psychopaths and, and serial killers. Right. And right, right, right. They're, they're, we're not going to highlight that activity. Totally. We're not going to, you know, in, in the shows that do, I don't even watch them. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to know about what, what uh, you know. Jeffrey Dahmer was thinking. And by the way, this happens right on both the left and the right, not just with race, with all kinds of stuff, right? So you, Absolutely. So I'm in, in, in internet spaces where I see this, where I see uh, left-leaning folks say, look at how ridiculous these right-leaning folks are. And I think, okay, maybe they are, and maybe those people are that mm-hmm. ridiculous. Stop highlighting it. Right. And then I see also the right-leaning people that are like, here, look at, look, you know, these leftists are are, are going off the, the trip. Some of them are, yes, uh-huh. but that's a very small minority, and that doesn't prove that you're right. Instead, I think what we should be doing is ignoring all the, the stuff that we don't like and highlighting what's good and right, right and beautiful in the world. Yes, yes. And funny. I like highlighting yeah. funny things too, <laughs> right. silly things. Right. Not laugh at them funny, uh-huh. but funny. You know, uh, in, in, well, the Hopper podcast uh, uh, 
Facebook page, we, we like to uh, put on there funny things. Yeah, for sure. Silly things. Uh, yeah. Silly headlines and foibles and stuff like and that. And some people may not like that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not making fun, I don't think, of, of uh, you know, the crazy left people. I don't want to highlight in that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, you give power to the voice when you complain about it. You, Correct. You, you, when you respond at all. There are certain things that are, that are written in tabloids and uh, certain you know politicians, celebrities. They won't even mention it. They won't even talk about it because it's yeah. nonsense. That's right. And if they address it, then it, it gives it credence. That's it right. It gives it power. Right? You know, it's, it's the Barbara Streisand uh, effect. Um, I forget where the name comes. I don't forget the story that where it comes from. But the Barbara, Barbara Streisand um, saw a story. I think it was a picture. Um, of her that was unflattering or something that some paparazzi took. Mm -hmm. I I may be getting the story slightly wrong. And it was in a tiny little thing. It was not a big deal. She went and went massive about it and saying, this is not right. This is not good. Well, then everybody went and said, wait, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, the story or the picture, whatever it was, blew up Mm -hmm. because she highlighted it by trying to refute it. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I think that for all these things that we say, okay, this is, you know, what this person is saying is crazy. Mike, I don't want to refute it. I want to highlight what's better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we told the story once about an a African-American man who befriended a number of KKK members yeah, um, yeah, and got yeah. them out of the KKK yeah, yeah. Um, because they just they just came up in a system of hate, didn't totally. have any real yeah. relationship. And he went and befriended them and and and. Open their eyes, mm-hmm. enlightened them, mm-hmm. you know, quote, woke them up. And that, and that, and that word's been hijacked. But, mm-hmm. but the concept originally is, is a good idea yeah. That, that, yeah, there's, there's a, a perception that you need. Yeah. There, need, there is an awakening that you need to have. Yeah. And that comes from a relationship and it comes from working together and it, it comes from considering other people and what, they, what it's like to walk in their shoes. Yeah. And we need to do more of that. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, in terms of race, one of the things that has made a humongous difference for me is just getting involved with uh, right. African-American people. And that started the most strongly and intimately with me with when my parents adopted. Uh, so I have six yeah. African-American brothers and sisters. Yeah. I'm not adopted, but um, most of, you know, we get my sibling group, most of us are black and yeah. I'm not. Um, and it was kind of fun getting to know them and then hearing kind of their issues and, and, uh, and it, because it's different. There's a whole bunch of education that has to come with oh, that, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it well. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, I remember when my, when my uh, uh, brothers and sisters were really small, I was in college, and we had, you know, just a little toddler. And I remember helping um, to take care of them at times with uh, my then-girlfriend, who's now my wife. And, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, help them with a bath or something, you know, little toddlers, um, cute little kids. And their bath water was always, like, really, really dirty. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, what is going on here? Until, it, I mean, after a couple times, you realize, okay, they're not dirty. What's happening is that their skin is coming off. Mm. You know, when you scrub somebody, but white people, when we take a bath, it doesn't color the the water. Yeah. Black people, when they take a bath, I didn't know this. Mm. I don't know if you know this. I didn't. No. Yeah. Never heard this. Okay. So you give a a, a black person, you know, give a little kid a bath, and uh, your skin just naturally comes off yeah. as you're scrubbing it, right? Mm-hmm. As you're washing it, and so the bath water then is really dirty, and then the bathtub, it's a white bathtub. Mm-hmm. We'll have we'll, we'll look more dirty. Right. It's not dirty. It's just the color it's, of the it's, skin. It's the same amount. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's yeah. the same, That's right. It's the same amount because um, it's the same substance, but just it's it's colored. Yeah. That, that sounds weird to say it that way, <laughs> but it's colored in a way that's different than the bathtub. And so, yeah. um, it's just something. So we don't ignore race. Mm-hmm. The race is there, but then oh, okay, I'm learning more and more. Yeah. Tell me this. Uh, this may catch off guard. I don't mean to do that, but. All right. um, what do you say to people who uh, who are in the habit of lobbying bombs and and uh, they say I can't stand it when white people adopt black kids like they're some great white hope and um, you know yeah, we need black yeah. people adopting black kids and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're not you're not catching me off guard at all because okay. this is something yeah. that I have dealt with a ton yeah a ton and my parents have as well obviously um, so I think that. It, uh, it, it's good for black people to adopt black kids. There True. is struggles that my brothers and sisters have had because mm-hmm. of their race, which is different than struggles they've had because of adoption. Um, and cross-racial adoptions are more difficult mm-hmm. than those that are not. Uh, and so 
Is that important? That's very important. Yeah. Far, far, far more important than that is that kids have a forever home. Right. And have a family. Yeah. And so uh, it's interesting that there are some people who say that black kids should not be in white homes. Um, But I think everyone that I've talked to, when you Mm -hmm. press them on it, they'll concede it's better to have homes at all. And for lots of economic and, well, I don't even want to say the reasons. For lots of reasons, uh, some are pretty complicated. There's a lot more black kids per black capita mm-hmm. for adopt up for adoption than white kids per white capita up for adoption in the United States. Yeah. And there are more white families that are willing to adopt and want to adopt uh-huh. than there are black families right. who are willing and wanting to adopt. Um, again, the reasons for that, whatever. But which so that means that there are white families available to adopt and black kids that need to be adopted. So that's that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's good. You know, um, what I ha- the opposite also happens. I have seen white kids adopted into black families, hmm. and uh, people get more incensed about that. Hmm. About white kids growing up. In a black family, white people get more incensed. I bet. Not yes, black yes. Yeah. Black people do not get incensed. Right. I have. Well, I'm sure that there are some, but uh-huh. uh, who, who, I'm sure that there are some black folks who would say, "No, you should mm-hmm. be, you know, adopting the black kids because those kids are going to go into white families yeah. or whatever." I believe you. I've never seen it. I've I've never seen a family. Uh, oh, uh, have you not? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I, you know, I suppose I've been around. Not I suppose. I definitely have been around adoption more than you have. Right. So, um, so that happens, and it, it's rare, but mm-hmm. it happens. But white families get pretty upset. Hmm. pretty upset but they can't but I've never heard anybody that actually articulates why well it sounds like they need to work on that yeah that's right <laughs> you might need to figure out why that's and right be able to articulate it and uh, see if it's uh, worth articulating that's right or changing yeah. if if culture is going to be a real thing and it is mm-hmm. so white so whites and blacks have different cultures and mm-hmm. that's important and I think it is important um, having a white fa- white child white baby in a black family is not nearly as problematic, I think, as having a black child in a white family. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, you can't, in our country right now, you can't get away from white culture. Right. You cannot. And so a white child growing up in a black family is going to learn white culture. It's going to learn uh-huh. who their, their, his, their cultural, right. biological culture you. is about. Mm-hmm. Because all black... F- People know how to do that. They have yeah. to be able to navigate white families. On the other hand, a, a black child growing up in a white family, there are many of those folks who never encounter any other black people and don't see faces like them and people You mean like don't them. have meaningful interaction. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, you see people on TV, you see whatever. But the, but the meaningful interactions or, you know, you might never have, for example, you might never, you might go to a private school and never have a black teacher. Uh-huh. Um, or have, you know, maybe that you don't see a black doctor or yeah. whatever. But all black people have the experience uh-huh. of white teachers, white doctors, white, you know. Right. Uh, I think that's that's um, the main complaint from African Americans about blacks being adopted is that sure. they'll be assimilated into whiteness. Absolutely. Um, and they won't be able to connect. That's to, a real to, deal. Yeah, that's the real I deal. I think that's real. I, I My experience, I, and I've, we're talking about more than five families that I, could, I, I can think of. I'm thinking it's getting over 10 at this point. I can yeah. think they're, they're rapidly coming to my head. Yeah numerous white families who have adopted African-Americans, and it sure. has um, broadened their understanding. Always. It, they have not taken that Always. kid out away from black culture. They have they yeah. have learned far more having adopted than yeah. they would if they hadn't. And therefore, it's a th- that whole family unit becomes a huge bridge between oh, yeah. black. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. We need more bridges. So, we need more commonality. Totally. And so I'm totally uh, in support of, of people adopting cross you know, races and learning mm-hmm. and not just pulling them out of their culture altogether, but learning about the other race totally. and, and giving them a, a proper experience. That kid's going to be such a bridge. Yeah. Right. They're going to understand both really well mm-hmm. and they're going to speak to both and mm-hmm. they feel both deep mm-hmm. in their soul. They've got a black grandparent, and they got a white grandparent and they can, you know, I, I think they can navigate 
between races and and, and, and they can build bridges and commonalities. There's potential That's the hope. Yeah. yeah. There's potential for that. That doesn't yeah. always happen in practice sure. Sure. for sure for lots and lots of reasons. But I'll give you an example of that happening. So my parents uh, adopted, you know, like I say, and so uh I've got a couple sisters who are uh, African American, black, and so the way that you do girls' hair, white girls versus black girls, very different, obviously. Sure. Obviously. And so one of my sisters, her hair is very thick. Mm-hmm. One of my black sisters, girls, uh, her hair is very, very thick. The uh, others, not as much. And so it took an enormous amount of time. You know, uh, black girls' hair takes a long time to do anyway. Yeah. Um, but one of my sisters, it would it would take many, many hours uh, every time they did it. And it's very difficult to do. And so yeah. my mom... Um, who's white and grew up white and did, never did uh, African-American right. hair. It's a very different way of doing it. She had to go and learn. Sure. But because of she had a daughter whose hair was very, very thick and very difficult to do and took a long time, she had to get really, really good at it. She got My mom got so good at doing it every week, they would wash it once a week and then do her hair into braids, into, you know, uh-huh. she had all different ways of doing it. But um, that she got so good at it that she would teach young African-American girls. Um, young mothers. So she would you know, get someone who's like uh, 20, hmm. 21, 22 years old, yeah. um, always had someone do their own hair because it's not something that you can really yeah. do yourself so much. And so they would have a new mother, like a little baby, and so, oh, I've, I've never done hair before. And they would come to my mom, and my mom would teach those classes. Yeah. Uh, here's this white lady, this older white lady teaching... Uh, you know, young black girls, how to do their daughter's hair. Yeah. Um, and just learning that, cult, that's part of that um, f- female black culture mm-hmm. that my mom has been able to bridge, my right. mom being white. Yeah. 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 So I think the the more the stigmas are pulled down, yeah, um, the better it is. And the and um, and I'm, it's not just like hair is is a that's a, a fine example. But sure. there there are a number of people like the white people who can't articulate or won't articulate why they don't like a, a white kid in a black family is probably because they have assumptions about black yep, culture totally, totally. that they feel uh, you know protective over the us and them. Uh, this is white kids going to grow up in this black culture, and I don't yeah. like black culture and. Um, but the more you understand something, the less you fear it, right? And the more you, yeah. you interact, and the more bridges we have. That's right. That's uh, right. That's why I really I like biracial couples. Um, people oh, hate yeah. that. People hate that. Oh, I love but it. But I love it, and I think it, that it, it helps our society to um, tear down whatever false stigmas there are. That's right. The, the white, the overly white conservative uh, view of that is that this white girl has left her culture and is uh-huh. going headlong into black culture, which they disagree with, you know, the, or whatever immoralities they think, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's truth there and there's falsehood there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can't pigeonhole and and determine what's uh, what's true for this person based upon general truths that we see or mm-hmm. general t- tendencies that are out there, which are also more complicated because they're based upon histories and yes. pressures. And yes. you know, it's, it's such a, an entanglement yes. and it needs, it needs these bridges. It needs people who are willing to, uh, to listen. And there are so many stories of, of, um, of black police officers mm-hmm. assisting white people in trouble and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of it, uh, you know, if, if it's a white officer is, is more stereotypical and a black person in need and, and that's insulting, right? To, to many people, oh, the, the, you know, I would rather the cops were just bad guys um, to all blacks and we could just criticize them. That's, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But they do wonderful, wonderful works of service and yes. those stories are not highlighted, right? Right. But, but what's really not highlighted are, are black officers who do wonderful things for white people in need. And that happens every all day, time. all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, these are, these are things that, that I like to hear about and see because it gives me hope. And instead of just always criticizing, always finding what's wrong, always harping, about the 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 broken voices that are getting fewer and fewer, thank God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's, yeah. Speaking of that, exactly, um, it's interesting. It, it comes to my mind is that uh, you know that I've been taking judo for a little while now, uh-huh. uh, judo classes, and uh, one of the students that's there almost every time that we're there is a police officer here mm-hmm. where we live, and he's a black man. And he always has a big, big smile on his face. He's a big guy, yeah. a big guy. And he's got a, always a big smile on his face, very easygoing. Uh, and 
uh, very much a student of judo and wants to get it right and uh, is always uh, having fun and helping other people. I love sparring with him. Uh-huh. Uh, and okay, so he's a uh, just a wonderful person. He's that's the main context I know him. My wife saw him in his patrol car recently uh-huh. and recognized him immediately. Yeah, um, and she uh, was going to go and talk to him. Now she's been taking the judo classes with us, with me, and yeah. so she's been, and so she also is with, and we have a relationship with him in judo. And he did not recognize her immediately. Uh-huh. She's walking up to his patrol car. And she said she immediately saw that he didn't recognize her, and he had a very stern and uh, harsh look to him. Uh-huh. And she all of a sudden realized, wait a second, I, I'm walking up on a police officer. Uh-huh. That's probably not something I should do. And uh, she said hello, and he was pretty aggressive with her and saying, back off. And she did, and she said, "I know you from judo. I, I'm I'm in your judo class." Uh-huh. They didn't recognize each other. You know, right. normally we wear the uniform. And, right, right. And and he said, "Oh, oh, oh!" And all of a sudden, he turned into that person again. Right, right, right. And so, but even in that circumstance, like here's this. Okay, what he is suspicious and understandably so, yeah, yeah. but has nothing to do with with anything. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand why he is suspicious yeah. in that circumstance. Right. Um, but and and she understands, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife understands a lot about race and a lot about different yeah. peoples, and so she had no problem with it. But I can imagine someone who is not as versed in cultural understanding that would say that that would have that kind of experience and then say, "Oh, it's just another black office, black man, black officer who uh, is angry and doesn't like white, yeah. you know, whatever." Or the or what happens all the time is the is the opposite of that. Um, someone's approaching a white officer and don't understand that he's he's uh, con- his job is to have spidey sense, yeah, totally. and to be assessing risk all the time, all the and time. so they think, oh, he's a jerk or he's he's a racist, totally. or it's, maybe it's not that at all. Yeah, and I know this guy is not a racist. He he is a right. wonderful, lovely yeah. human being. Uh, but he, his job but is, the, is it, a unique but his job. job. He's got a unique yeah. job, and so he is like cri- harshly criticizing everybody around him, and it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with race or gender or anything like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's his job, and so yeah. Um, so when you talk about police, yeah, that makes it. It's a it's a very different thing. It's very difficult. Yeah, that's a hard job. That's a it hard is, hard job for sure. And race is a part of it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. But there are good officers, and I don't know how he is as an officer, but I know he's a good man, and mm-hmm. I imagine that he is a good officer as well. I, I love seeing uh, African Americans in, in the police force, uh-huh. or as a, a you know a sheriff, or leading uh, yes. you know commissioner of police, or yep. um, it, it just to me it provides these uh, these bridging opportunities yep. to say uh, here's someone who knows the job and knows. Uh, what is really a racist issue and what really is not. Uh-huh. And and the voices that are just chiming in and blaming everything on race uh, can be more and more quiet now. Mm-hmm. Right? Or it is, or that there's potential for that. Because yeah, there, are, there are black police officers that are really corrupt and are willing to... Uh, uh, how can I say trade? I'm with you. to be yep. satisfied with racism in the police department, even against blacks, uh-huh. as a way to, for them to get ahead uh, right. politically and right. their own career. And like, I'm going to tolerate right. racism in my in my uh, yeah. group, so I can move up. I'll become the so-called lieutenant. house Negro versus yeah, the field totally. Negro, and that right. really happens. That yeah. really happens. It does. Not all not all black men or women yep. are are. Uh, uh, men and women of integrity, but and the same, of course, that's true for white people and for everybody. Yeah. Um, so that happens, but it's um, but there are really, really good. How can I say? I think you're right. There is something different. A white person, even a white person of integrity, does not in a police department does huh. uh, like a majority white police department does not have the place does not have the doesn't have the potential the, for as much information or understanding. That's it. That's it. That, that's as, a great way to see it. Mm-hmm. As a, a, a black officer of integrity who yeah, who that's knows, right. that's is, right. they're just going to have a better that's understanding right. of the whole the whole scene. We are pissing off both the left and the right. That's leader. what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. I don't want to piss anyone off. I really don't. No, I, I just I yeah. hear what you, yeah. I don't either. But but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That race is real and it matters. 
And it's complicated. And it's complicated. And it, it can't just be buttonholed into these That's narratives. Right. These narratives are so broken. They're so broken. So unhelpful. That's right. That's right. It's it's really it's so many factors involved here, and it just takes. That's why. You know, we just chip away at it because there's no definitive, hey, this is the episode on abortion. Yep. Uh, you can't do that with race. Yep. That's yep. right. That's right. You can't do that with race. Not um, in this country. It's it, Or I don't think anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just really, really complicated. But maybe our country, um, in some senses, better than any other country, we have the opportunities mm-hmm. to be a... Um, yeah, the conflicts that are happening, that have happened, the the opportunity to learn from that, from the failures. Yes, the yeah, and and then the, the opportunity, the mixing, so that we can uh, enjoy each other and uh, stay. I'm white, and I'm always going to be white, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate and enjoy other races while they stay what they are. Right, and I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and you don't have to feel anything other than happy that you're white. You don't have to feel. Yeah. Guilty or ashamed or uh-huh. yeah. about being white, right? Yes, absolutely. There are some things in my history, sure. That I uh, and me personally, yes, and and the history of white people, yep. <laughs> that I am ashamed of and uh-huh. should be ashamed of. Um, and that's true, I think, for everybody, mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, or yeah, it, it should be true of everybody, but. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, I loved getting together um, when I was the pastor of a church in North Carolina, and and we would I, I formed a relationship with a black church mm-hmm. and their pastor, and we started meeting together and enjoy each other's company, and then we decided to get our churches together to worship, and at the first time we did that, we tried to combine worship services so that it mm. was like some of your worship service, some of my yeah. worship service, and let's do the, and the first time we did that, it was a horrible mess. It was a horrible mess, even though we tr- we were we were honest and trying to. It just doesn't work. So what we did is we said, when we go to the black church, we're going to do our very best to worship complete, to appreciate, and to worship the way that this church does it. And then when they came to our church, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do the exact same thing. Y'all come and join us and worship the way that we do it. Let me order the thing because I have a way of of. Of uh, putting things together, we have a we have a history of let's honor that history because that history is honorable. Right, their history is honorable, but it's not my history, mm-hmm. and I want them to be in charge of it and to teach me how to do it. Not because I want that to be my history. I mean, I want, as a Christian brother, that is my history, but it's a different part of my history, and it's not my mm-hmm. exact history the way that this. Yeah. And so, but I want to learn from it. I want to yeah. grow with it. And we did yeah. that, and we went back and forth. Sometimes it was their church. I mean, it, it was you know equal numbers, and we just go back and forth, and it right. was wonderful, it was beautiful. And to take that a step further, yeah. When I have done similar things, and when uh-huh. I've learned. Uh-huh. Uh, from their history, a yeah. different perspective. Uh-huh. I want to bring it into yeah. white America, into white church. I want to bring the the lessons that I've learned uh-huh. into my friends and family, and 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 there's a fuller humanity. There's yes. a great, you know, that that's the part of where, of where Paul, we are missing some things. Yeah, yeah we're sure. Paul says we can't say we have no need of you. That's you right. You can't say to any member totally. of the body, that's I, right. I don't need you. That's right. That's uh, right. I'm an eyeball. I'm really important. You're a you're a toenail. I don't need you. That's right. No, you know you. You uh, you stub your toe, your whole body hurts. That's right. And um, well, and and so I I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh-huh. I I'll, maybe I want to add this to say um, to what you're saying that it's not everything. We're not trying to become right something else. I still want to be authentically me, but then I see. Wait a second, we have completely neglected this area that is super important, and we can learn from. This right. other culture, whole other perspective, to come in and okay, we haven't even thought about this. Yeah, let's start thinking about it. Yeah, uh, but still authentically me. Right? Well, I think who authentically you is changes. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a yeah, really as good you point. Interact yes. with everybody. That's right, and you learn. That's and right. that's I think that makes far better humans totally than uh, individual culture. Totally, yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's you know maybe we can learn a lesson from uh, genetics. You know, you get, uh, mm-hmm. if a, you know, a biological brother and sister have a baby together, that turns out not good. Very, and the, very the, the bad. And the more narrow you get your genetics, uh-huh. it's really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, and, but actually, 
if you have a broader genetic pool, right? Health and strength. That's and true. All those things are that's so true for, much better. That's true for breeding dogs. Yep, totally. Um, that's it's right. true for people. It's uh, yeah, yep. that's true. You have stronger genetics. And so, as we cross pollinate, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, as Christians, as people, yeah, um, I think it's really good. Yep, it's really good. I I don't want the two narratives. I want a a, a world where where individuals um, they they thrive. Um, and they are uh, unique, and that is okay. Yeah. They're not they're not boxed up and labeled as black or white. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm perfectly happy to have a, a whole array of different people in shades and beauties, and you know, just it's uh-huh. that's uh, that's wonderful. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll tell one more story about about my family. Um, we. Uh, so my parents, when they, the first two children that my parents adopted were biracial, black and white, mm-hmm. a boy and a girl. And then the next two children that they adopted were all African-American, were, were black, the, two, black, two black children. And so those kids were, uh, uh, of course, much darker than uh, their older siblings, mm-hmm. who were darker than me and my brother and my sister, who are biologically from all our right. parents. And uh, my biological sister, who was uh, in college at the time this story happens, was taking care of the um, a, a couple of the really young, uh, all black kids, and putting them, putting one of them to bed. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, "Sissy, when uh, as as she was putting them to bed, and you know, praying with them and tucking them in, and all those things that you do uh, like that," she he, she said. Um, he said, "Sissy, when am I going to start turning white?" Mm. And she said, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Well, uh, you're white, and mom and dad are white, and right. Carl, and our Alyssa, older siblings are less. They're they're they've already started turning white, <laughs> uh, right? But I'm black, and you know, wow. they're black, and so and so my sister had to say, well." Sweetheart, you're all, God made you black, and God made me white, and you're always going to be black, and I'm always going to be white, and but we're in the same family, and He mm-hmm. put us in the same family, and that's who we are. Yeah, and uh, I mean, makes sense, right? The kids, yeah. the kids, Very thinking perceptive. about it logically, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. How does this work? Hmm, okay, when I get older, I older turn people. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, when they're that little, they're not paying attention to older black people or whatever. That you know, they're mm-hmm. so. He was a toddler, I think. Actually, you know what? I don't remember if it was uh, Joe or Katrina. It was one of those two. Uh, so I don't know if it was if I if I should say him or her. I forget which the story applies to. My family's going to beat me up for not remembering <laughs> which, of the, which person. Said it. But like when they're when they're little toddlers like that, they're not even paying attention to mm-hmm. other. They're only focused on their immediate family, yeah. and that's and that's what they were. And so, yeah. yeah. Hey, I've never met any of your brothers and sisters other than uh, your biological brother. Okay, and uh-huh. David. Yes. Um, now, so David yeah. is white, but he's adopted. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, he was from Russia. That's right. Uh, so I knew his story, and I'll give a shout out to David if he listens to this podcast. Yeah. I, I, we met, and I prayed for you, and um, um, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a whole different story, and uh-huh. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll share some of those other stories sometime. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, this is Dave with the Hopper Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Willie and I sure do enjoy this, and we hope you're enjoying it too. If you like this podcast, we sure could use some help. It costs money to keep this thing rolling. You can give at patreon.com forward slash the Hopper Podcast. You can also go on your mobile device and swipe the cover art, and there'll be a, a line there that says support the Hopper Podcast. We sure could use some help. We appreciate it. Thanks. Hey Willie, yeah. we have been getting some reviews on the interwebs. Of course, uh, you hey. mean of the hopper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the uh-huh. hopper. Um, I have some here. I want to read them. Okay. Yeah. Let's just yeah, <laughs> just read some. Okay. Uh, first one says three stars. Okay, I would give the hopper five stars, except why is it in English? My grandmother won't listen. Won't let me listen because she thinks I am listening to stuff that will corrupt my mind. She thinks I'm laughing at dirty jokes, and most of the jokes are clean. Can you please? Make it in Korean. 
Um, so I don't I guess know it's Korean? a Korean person. Do you know Korean? I don't know Korean. Somebody's listening to us who whose grandmother speaks only in Korean, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, first of all. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not able to make it into Kore- in, in Korean. I'm sorry, Grandma won't be able to track unless we can Google Translate or something. Google I don't know. Translate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway. Second one. One star. How do I listen? Siri, play with the hopper. Listen to a hopper. Hopper radio right now. What is the hopper? Who can understand Hopper? Siri, find the Hopper for me. What are you doing? Stop it now. I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) I think someone was trying to find, uh, listen to the Hopper instead of talking to Siri. That's what it sounds like. Somebody's Um, talking to their phone or to their device. And instead they were leaving a a review. I, (laughs) I don't think this person has listened to the Hopper. Is there a way that we can delete this from... Our reviews? They only know. gave us one star. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look into that. I'll look into that. Five stars. I put the Hopper podcast on my toast in the morning. It's part of this nutritious and balanced breakfast. Is that all it says? That's what it says. Yep. They gave us five stars? Five stars. All right. I, I, if it's okay. five stars, I'll take it. All right. Four stars. It's a good podcast. And it's helped me understand the Bible and politics and important issues. But a quick warning for potential listeners. Dave and Willie are not friends in real life. It's just one guy who does both parts. I don't know his name, but the two people you are hearing are characters. The guy's brilliant, but don't be fooled. Dave and Willie are like puppets he made up. (laughs) This is some sort of conspiracy theory. This... This is uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, these reviews, yeah, I don't know. They're that's that's why I'm uh, reading. They're they're good. I, somebody is them or leave off them, huh? the rocker. Yeah. 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 Um, here's another one. Five stars. This is my favorite podcast. Every Sunday night, I anxiously wait for the new episode. I'm probably the first one in the world to hear it every week. Dave's jokes are so funny, and Willie's laugh is so funny, and I get. I get to laughing along with him, and I laugh so hard, I poop during every episode, <laughs> which is good, because I've been struggling with constipation my whole life. I listen to the weekly episode every time I need to poop, and it works until about Thursday or Friday because the jokes aren't funny after 10 times in a row. So when Sunday night rolls around again, I'm really stopped up. But thanks to Willie and Dave, Sunday nights have been the best part of my week. Keep making great episodes. Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Some reviews of the hopper. All right. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. You've made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations. You win a deep fried pumpkin. Mm. To claim your prize, write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287. And join us next time when we'll discuss prank calls from the Simpsons TV show. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. They're good. Mm-hmm. Worth talking about. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, join, Facebook group, all that stuff. The Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Wasabi Flavored Oreos. That might be good. Yeah, they're delicious. I like wasabi uh, and Oreos. And Oreos. Put them together and magic. I, you know, I'd like to try that. Maybe they'll send us a box. They should. Yeah. They should make it because uh-huh. I'm sure Nabisco. They've been sponsoring us, but they haven't sent us a box. Does Nabisco make Oreos? I think so. Okay. I'm sure they listen. 